0: Hello and welcome to Into Your Life podcast. I'm Lenka and I'm
1: joined here by my wonderful co-host Natalie. Hi, we invite you to join our weekly conversations about finding more life in one's life. Well, what does it actually mean? We have discussions with guests about ways to live happier, healthier and more fulfilling lives both personally and professionally. That sounds great. Let's go. So today it's all about stress. And I know stress is this word that that is impacting so many people at the moment. And it's can you do get good stress, but you also get a lot of bad stress. And today we wanted to bring you an expert who understands what stress is, understands how it impacts the body, and even knows this is the good bit on how to deal with that and how to help you to get rid of those stress symptoms off your body or out of your body. So today we're talking to Caroline Purvey who is a wellness coach. She works with the body and moving and I'm going to leave her to describe it because the experts know the best thing about what they're doing. But I met Caroline a couple of, I think it's about a month or two months ago through a networking meeting. We've had a conversation and I really love what it is she's doing, how she's helping her clients. And this is why she's here because hopefully something that she says will help our guests. I mean, our audience who will help you to know where to go to get some answers. But in the meantime, we are going to talk stress. So welcome Caroline, it's really great to have you here. So say hello and explain in a better way than I have on what it is that you do, a little bit about who you are and maybe a bit of what got you onto this pathway that you are traveling on at the moment.
2: Well, thank you, uh, Natalie. And it's my pleasure to be here. I always love that opportunity to talk about the work that I do, because actually it's it is very unique and you won't you won't find it anywhere else. I know that there's always when I start to say nobody's going to find what I do anywhere else there's that scepticism. Oh, but I've been working with stress for years and I've done this and I've done that. And yet there are some amazing therapies out there. What I do is neither therapy nor coaching, it's empowering. It's saying that we've got to look at the impact of stress with a fresh mind. What is stress? Well, there's lots of stresses in life and they're the key things. Life is the ups and downs of what we have to go through, some of what we might find completely unavoidable and other things that perhaps we dive into and it's caused stress. Stress invokes tension in the body. Now, if we take the first stressful experience that we all have, some might call it traumatic, but it is traumatic really, stress, trauma, You know, just different levels. But our first traumatic experience is the day we're born. Is it not? You know, if we have a normal birth, we come into the world and it's, oh, my God, there we were huddled up for nine months or maybe a bit less. Depends. And there we are in this big open space, bright lights, voices. And we come into sparkle response. And also known as tonic freeze. That moment of pulling in. Arms and legs just go into that motion. And then what we're supposed to do, of course, is release, but we don't. Of course, as a baby, the baby cries, gets covered by mum or dad or whoever, and then they settle down. So there's that little bit of nurturing you know, to me, that's the body saying, welcome to the world. You've got breath. You've got a heartbeat and you've got a tool to recover from your stress and trauma. And that's the missing piece of the jigsaw. Now, we don't. What do we have to do to breathe? What do we have to do to have a heart going? Nothing. And yet they're the two most powerful systems our body has that keep us alive. And to be fair, a lot of people do not even notice those systems until they start to go wrong. And why do they go wrong? Well, I want to put stress into a our simple language. We're all stress buckets. And we fill our bucket with our history. And our history, the history we don't want to be holding and carrying around with us every day, is that history of stress and trauma. Yes, we have to go through it. We're all on our own journey. And I'm sure all of us here could talk about our own journey and what we've been through. And whilst we've been through our own unique individual journey, what we've all done is continuously drawn tension into the core of our body. Now, there's a a muscle in our body, which is the best kept secret. And it's called the psoas muscle. And if you've never heard of it, and many haven't, it's spelt P-S-O-A-S. And you might want to look into that. It holds our upper body to lower body, but it's also our fight-flight center. It's where we hold emotions, our feelings. It's attached to our diaphragm, down behind all our organs to the top of our legs. And so, therefore, it holds our body up every time we go into that tonic freeze we flinch and we draw more tension into that muscle if you imagine guy lines on a tent getting tighter and tighter every time we draw tension in we start to tighten our body and all those nerves are attached to every system in our body and then suddenly we start to notice over time systems are breaking down Perhaps we're not sleeping well. Perhaps we've got gut issues. Constantly urinating. Maybe we've got anxiety, panic attack, depression. Head fog, lack of energy, focus, concentration. Relationships start to break down. High blood pressure. Back, hip, neck, shoulder pain. At worst, stroke, heart attack. Cancer, suicide. Now, as much as I do not like that word, nobody wants to take their own life. What's happened is that bucket's got so full, the body's starting to say, do something. But when you don't know what to do and you are at that lowest point, then all you want to do is end your pain. You don't want to take your own life. And that's the tragedy of it. However, what we empower people with is something beyond what they've already been trying to do to find that balance in the body. And there are five simple things. Go and see the doctor. Hope that they can wave the magic wand. Give you the pills, the lotions, or potions. Maybe and talk it out of the body what's the problem well if there's trauma from early years you know children freeze they block and so therefore how can you talk about the problem that's causing the problem when you don't know what it is so talking helps to an extent but it can you can only talk about what you know and a lot of people don't like talking you can ignore it altogether and say, well, I'm a tough bucket. I'll get through this, I'll cope, I'll go for a walk or a run and I'm OK. If you've got deep pockets, you've got lots of little taps on the bucket. You might go and have a massage, you might have reflexology, you might have acupuncture. You know, there's lots of different treatments, depends on people's finances as to what they can afford to make them feel better but there's lots of freebies as well that i'm sure you know all your listeners use go for a walk get out in nature go for a swim have a cold shower you know do breathing exercises go to a yoga class they all help and when i talk to people it's like well thank goodness you've been doing those things because you might be in a worse place than where you are right now but there's one thing yet to try and that is to discover the power of the body to unravel that tension and then for every everyone whether you're coaching whether you're counseling whether you're a psychotherapist whether you give massage or reflexology you get more from your clients when they've let go of that tension. And so with our simple five-step program, they learn a tool for life and a life tool. It's as simple as breathing, yet it's as powerful as breathing. It's as simple as the heart beating, but it's as powerful as. And when the tension starts to leave, all the systems, physically, mentally, emotionally, bring us balance, and then we can just continue to build resilience. And in all my in all my years, I feel like everybody, you know, a journey leads us to where we are and who we are today. and I feel very blessed that having had a business career, and then did my degrees later in life, and then went to teach in school, having done youth work, got the business experience, I spent some years in school, and then I came when I was in my last school, which was a boarding school of children from military families, I learned a lot about the impact of stress in that environment. But when I finished my degrees, I started to teach yoga and the school encouraged me to train. And I was teaching that in the school. So I got very interested in the physical body and started to see how inadvertently without realizing it the impact of life on the body on the tension that was being held on the ability to let go and the impact of childhood stress on the way we behave and as coaches you you know that People have limiting beliefs, lack of self-esteem, lack of motivation, lack of self-worth, and they can't find their voice. And that goes back to childhood experiences. And I feel blessed that one of my yoga students told me about something that was going on in South Africa. At a time when I was meant to be there, there I was in a location that I knew Cutting out the middle part. Five minutes from where my daughter lived because that's why I needed to be out there. And, well, on the second day of that three-day training, and I didn't know what it was, but it just resonated with me, I cried. I cried and I cried. I didn't know what the tears were for. But then I kind of used, when I got into this, more and more, realised that the tears I was crying was what was stuffed in my stress bucket. Tears I'd never shed. I was the big, tough one. I was the one looking after everybody else. But I wasn't in a way that I, I knew, know now looking after myself in the way I should have. You know, I always remember one of my aunts saying, gosh, you're like a whirling Derbyshire." I was always doing something. And we don't realize that we're always doing something because we're not stopping still long enough to notice what else is going on. And of course, a lot of coaches, a lot of therapists, a lot of people looking after others. Do they let out that emotion? No. Why? Because if you're like me, it was that feeling that how can they see me vulnerable when I'm supposed to be looking after them? And so we don't. And so who do we turn to? nobody and at a point in my life i got so low i got so low on one one day and it was that bucket had accumulated that there by the grace of god i'm still here today not because i wanted to take my life with three young children but because i got so low and why can i talk about that story and i hope it resonates with others is because I've released the tension from my body. I've let go of those blocked feelings. I've let go of those blocked emotions. And, and that is the joy of what we do, that people find their truth. What happened to me? That I am the person I am today. And when we unlock that truth and discover who we are, without carrying around the past, you know, it, it's a fantastic place to be. And you know, I, I wrote my experiences and the experiences of so many others in my book, Feel It to Heal It, because
1: that's what we have to do. We have to feel it to heal it, then it's gone. And and this is something that um is so powerful, is we often teach what we have learned or what we need to learn and through your experiences you've realized how how impacting stress can be both mentally physically you know all over us and and quite often we forget how powerful the body is how much we can use our bodies or help our bodies to help us to heal ourselves and to really find out what is going on with us and using us as our own tools to to almost fix ourselves instead of relying on others to fix us so to speak is we are our own medicine wheel or therapist or whatever is needed but essentially we can help ourselves but find learning how we can use our bodies because this is almost a a knowledge or a skill that we've lost over time We've lost that ability to connect with 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 who we are or our physical body, and it's like we've become separate. But you are helping us to understand that we're not separate. It is one. We are, you know, a mental, a physical, and all sorts that we can help ourselves. So you talk a lot about sort of the the impact of serious stress and just the accumulation of stress on the bucket and and all that but is there ways that people can learn to almost understand the impact of stress I know we've got it as a sort of like a general knowledge or something oh I'm so stressed but is having that clear understanding of what is stress doing for me? It's almost like we've got used to living with stress that we don't know anymore. Are we stressed or, or not? And generally we are, but what is the levels? Can you share a little bit about sort of some of just the the sort of lower bucket, you know, just the bottom being full and going halfway till it, till it is full? Sort of what are some of the things... I know you did briefly go into it, but just some of what, what it is to help our audience to maybe really acknowledge that their bucket is starting to have stuff in it and it might be worth not waiting till it's full, but maybe now's the time. So just a little bit of different levels and and all that.
2: Yeah, no, thank you, Natalie. And, you know, what you've been saying is, is so right. We have been brought up in a society... Well, we've always been educated, you've got something wrong, you go to the doctor, the NHS can fix us. Well, now they're struggling themselves. And if you're lucky enough to get an appointment, you might have to wait far too long for it. And so therefore, even the NHS now are saying you have to start taking some responsibility. You know, we have to, you're right, we have to stop thinking that someone else can fix us. They can't. They have a very important role when we're desperate to skim the top off that bucket, but they can't fix us. And, and it gets to a point where it's too late. Yes, I've already shared that the worst case scenario when that bucket overfills. But of course, we, if we are not tuned into our body, if we don't stop and listen sometimes, we ignore those early signs. Now, the extraordinary thing is as well, the early signs might include gut problems. IBS is very common. Why? Because the gut is the second brain. And so when you start the head chatter, often the negative stuff, the body starts to take those messages and starts to disrupt. So we might have gut problems. We might have headaches. Maybe we can't sleep back hip neck shoulder pain are very common now we might find ourselves going to have a massage every week to alleviate the shoulder pain or paying out to go and see an osteopath or a chiropractor because the back pain's starting to get noticeable but at the cost of all the other little things that are going on and to be honest i remember talking to one of my potential clients And she was full of what her daughter was experiencing. And I said, what about you? And, oh, well, you know, I've got some shoulder pain. And I actually asked her to just sit, shut her eyes and go within. Go within, be honest with yourself. You know, this is the old tough bucket scenario, isn't it? You ask anyone, how are they? Oh, I'm okay, I'm okay, right? painted smiles, because everybody, it's part of life, every single one of us, from the day we were born, have experienced stress, overwhelm or trauma in one way, shape or form. And trauma is what it is to each individual. The tough buckets, well, you know, I can tell you I was a tough bucket. I lost my first baby while my sisters were pregnant. Right? I never had counselling or anything, I had to pick myself up, dust myself off. That's what we did. That's how we were raised. And when a father tries to teach their child resilience, oh, man up, that didn't hurt. Don't cry like a baby, right? Be the old tough soldier. Where do those feelings and emotions go? That's not resilience. And so if we're looking for the little signals, because you go to the doctor and you say, I've got back pain. You go to the doctor and say I've got gut problems. You go to the doctor and say, I've got headaches and migraines, I've got anxiety, depression. What happens? You get farmed off to another one. Ah, they deal with the mind stuff, they deal with the gut stuff. Nobody is joining the dots. Why do we have to make it so complicated? Right? Yes, we are, we have an amazing body. How many people look inside and say, well, actually, it's all connected. Right, all the nerves from our brain, it connects everything all the way through. And as a yoga teacher, right, I can see the impact of that connection physically. Right, if somebody can't touch their toes with ease, well, they've got tension in their body that's holding them back. If they can't breathe properly, all that pulling on the diaphragm has impacted breathing. I've had people throw away their asthma inhalers. How wonderful. Or somebody that had the cord round their neck at birth and they've never been able to breathe properly. Suddenly for the first time in their life, when they get rid of the tension, start to breathe. I want to come back to something else as well. Yes, our body was born with this. And I challenge any one of your listeners to think about if their own child, maybe it's a grandchild, a child of a friend or any other child came into their space crying, unhappy, frightened and shaking like a leaf. What is the first thing you do? And I guarantee that most humans, because it's an innate human thing, is to hug that child. To hug that child and reassure them they are quite safe. And what we're doing, think about this, what we are doing, and we do it with adults, if they're in the same situation, is we are suppressing the body's innate natural response to let go of the adrenaline, the cortisol, from the fear, from the fight-flight. And those chemicals pump into the body when we're in that situation because our A natural instinct is to survive. And so that we've suppressed that. Now, let's take a back through origins. We're animals. We've evolved from animals. What do animals in the wild do? Lion chases a zebra. That zebra will run and run and run free of the predator. But he does one thing before he eats grass. And I know people that have worked out in those environments that have witnessed it many a time. That zebra will have a tremor, it'll have a shake. And if you've got a dog and you've seen it shaking, the obvious response to the reflection on that is they're frightened. But actually they're not. They are doing what nature gave them. They can't speak out and say, you know, I'm not in a good place. Can you help me? They've never got to that state because they've done what nature gave them. But we humans have stopped it. We've stopped it. And if only we got back in touch with what our body knows, and that is why education around it is important, because we're not releasing in the moment, we're releasing a whole bucket full of history. And so the education, support and guidance is an essential part of the tool. And when we've got it, by golly, it's a game changer.
0: I love how many things you're touching on, and I can imagine that we could have conversation for hours because there's so much to unpack. but I'm very interested in kind of diving a little bit deep into this muddy body mind connection, but what I really love is that you're bringing in the emotions as well because we are getting a lot more aware of the body mind connection of how impactful our mind and our thoughts and our words and our experiences how our mind can impact our body but yet we are still I think not fully there with accepting and realizing where the emotions and feelings we're thinking like okay if I'm thinking negative things then yes it can show up in my body if I'm talking negatively if I had some traumas and I have you know, low self-esteem, low self-belief, There's this, uh, I'm lacking in the department of self-love, then it can show up as a physical representation in my body. Which is all true. And there is now more and more studies going into the power of the mind, of how our mind can genuinely make us sick or allow us to heal ourselves. But the component that I love that you're bringing into this It's the emotions, it's the feelings, because they're so powerful. And yet they are still very fuzzy and we still struggle to understand them. And we look at them often as uh, very polarizing, black and white, good and bad. And yet so often we don't have the language to understand them. We don't know how to feel them. We are projecting them on the external world, but we don't allow ourselves potentially to even feel them. So, if there's someone who's listening and he's like, okay, this conversation kind of makes sense to me, but where do I even start with emotions? And people who listen to our podcast might already be journaling, be meditating, do some yoga, have reasonably aware routines to do the good things for their health and well being. They're on the path of reclaiming this power and this know task of healing ourselves myself including and yet this i know for myself it's still a challenge is to know how to then tap into the emotions how to allow myself to feel them discover them understand them unlock them allow them to heal me
2: well that's uh, you know that's a wonderful um exploration of where really most of society are We're fixated on the mind. We are fixated on the mind at the expense of the body. And there is not one physical experience that one can have that taps in to that mind connection. Without having to do anything. So, yes, your listeners might be wondering, well... How the heck do I let go of tension then? The joy is we don't have to think about it. Why? Because it's a reptilian brain activity, like breathing, like heart. We don't think about them, but they're happening. So when we empower our clients to release, what we're doing is it's a simple five-step process, but ultimately you're, you're laying on the floor. You're pressing play on an audio that's guiding you through the activity to activate. We call it the tap, the big tap on the bucket. Thoughtfully activate the psoas. Now, when that starts, you're letting the body do the talking. We get out the way. You're relaxed through a nice, simple breathing process, laying on the floor for 15 minutes to start. And it activates your nervous system comes from the brainstem. If anyone's ever heard of the vagus nerve, that's a powerful nerve that often gets knocked out of kilter through stress, that tension. Remember, every time you go through something, even if you have negative thoughts, what's happening is you start to feel the sensations in the gut. Maybe the heart starts racing because of the power of those negative thoughts. And that's... where if we really think about what happens when we've got those thoughts, what's happening in our body at the same time, we start to recognise, hey, this is this is all connected. So when we start to release from the body, we're activating the nervous system and back to that vagus nerve, you know, we know when that's out of kill. So when we start cutting off, we want duvet days, we don't want to go out, we don't want to talk to people. We're cutting ourselves off without understanding why. And very quickly, when we start to release and the nervous system gets rebalanced, we start to want to talk. So anyone listening that is wondering about the feelings and the thoughts and the emotions, how can I control them? When you do this process, you don't. And that's a joy. You haven't got to do anything. Because when the body starts releasing. okay, what happens? You might in the releasing session, have memories come up. Memories that you're aware of. Stressful memories But you're getting to the root cause. And this is what we have to do. You may have memories come up that you've long forgotten. Along with those memories, you may have feelings come up. Anger, hate, hurt, fear. All the feelings that you experience. It's like pressing a rewind. So what's gone in has to come out hence that's why i called my book feel it to heal it because you're letting go of it from the body the body's saying this is going to come up no not all your life comes up at once it's body's so intelligent it says you know what this is the little thing that's going to come out today and the feelings come out the emotions come by people that have not cried in years have found their tears And one particular situation is when we worked in prison, I say we, my son turned his own life around with this process and he got so passionate about it, he joined with me. We worked in prison and when an inmate sitting there in front of his peers there after a session and he's got tears and he said, you'll all think I'm a baby because I've never ever expressed my emotion. And they all got up one by one and gave him a hug. Why? Because they were all on that same journey of healing. And it was a very beautiful moment. But the bottom line is his tears were suppressed when he was eight. And that's it. Stored all those years. So we don't have to worry, Lenka, about emotions and feelings and thoughts and what's going to happen or what's happening we don't have to make any of it happen because all we've done is the big thing turn on the tap activate the body's natural ability let it do the talking for 15 minutes 20 minutes a week but the power of that is transformational because when it comes up feel it it's gone and we're free does that help
0: it helps but it's also very scary because part of i think our human challenge right now is that we don't like letting go of control we are suppressing we're numbing we're avoiding dealing with these things there more and more people who struggle simply being alone being by themselves doing nothing simply having a day to ourselves you know be unplugged from the world and just we don't know often what to do with ourselves and that's why we occupy ourselves with our brains, with our activities, with our social lives, even when we then go into the mindful practices. For so many people it is struggle to do something without clear instructions and without the clear thing to focus our mind and to without having this safe space and guidance and support to do that because allowing our mind and body and emotions to talk that is scary because we know we all know that we have stuff down there that we don't want or are not comfortable letting out so sounds like a very simple practice and yet I can see it is still practically really hard to show up and do this on a regular basis to really allow the body to talk
2: Well, you know, and I'm glad you've brought that up, because now we go full circle. Where do those fears come from? From the psoas. It's where we hold our fears and our emotions. And so we've already got a bucket full. We're already in a bit of a heightened state here. And so there goes the mind again. There goes the mind again. I've been working, dedicated the last 13 years of my life purely to this work and my teaching yoga. And so I am very aware of all the unanswered questions, the what if scenarios, and that is why, you know, yes, there are options for people to choose to learn with us. And in the program that I created with, with my son, Daniel, during COVID, something I never thought was possible to have an online program so that people can start anywhere in the world. And they do in their own time, in their own space, at their own pace. But. One, they fill in a form. Nobody ever works with my work unless I know where they are, what's been going on for them, so that I can support them throughout their healing journey. After each session that they do, there's a journal. And they can complete those journals every time into the future, but initially until they get comfortable and confident, saying, ah, oh, right, I'm getting this now. This is amazing. I'm feeling different after each session, and I'm feeling different as I process in the week. And on, on our website, there's some amazing stories and testimonials of these journeys, and this these journeys are what keeps me going. The fantastic transformational healing aspects so that people can move forward with their life. And not only that, is... They have an audio, and what I love, and it started, the very first lady that took the online program, in her journal, she said, I started to cry. I felt frightened, but I felt safe and supported that I just continued, and I felt calm when I rested out. And there's, you know, even police officers have said, I feel safe and supported in that session, and that is key. That is the most important factor, and I'm always willing to talk, to give group talks, to meet people, to answer their questions if they have them. It does take courage. Well, because why? It's treading into the unknown. How much courage do we need if we're going to climb three ladders up and jump off a diving board into the swimming pool? Oh, my Lord. You know, there's lots of fearful things. What's that book? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Right. But when they do it, it's like, why did I take so long to do it? Because it's about finding freedom. That's what we teach. This is how you find freedom. Nobody knows what real freedom is. But when you're free of physical, mental, emotional pain, of all the bad habits that you adopted to nurture that pain. And that's another thing. Looking after the bucket in our own mind is to get dopamine from the wonderful things that block the pain. And that will be food, all the wrong stuff. That will be alcohol, smoking, drugs, overexercise, any other OCD. Because when we're doing it, we're forgetting our problems. Unfortunately, it leads to addiction. And I guarantee anyone with an addiction has got a history of trauma. And the joy is when they start to get to the root cause, they don't need the substance anymore. So yes, you might feel a little afraid, but you can stop at any point. You're taught to control. You're the one in charge, although you're not in charge of the process. You're allowing it to happen. And I always say, you know, Flick the switch. Just be excited and say, wow, I really wonder what my body's got to say to me. I wonder what my body will do to heal that history I've got. Layer by layer, week on week, to build resilience, get the benefits. Look, imagine life without it. Imagine no pain, physically, mentally, emotionally. Imagine that diamond that's stuck inside that bucket because it's buried coming up to shine and you become the best version of yourself. What will you discover? And that is the big part of our process. You release the symptoms, you recover from the root cause and you discover, and it's a discovery that is so exciting.
1: And I I think you you really touched on that is to feel safe. Uh, I mean, life is, is stressful there's so much going on and especially over the last three years is this how do I feel safe where do I feel safe we've been bombarded with with fear propaganda we've been bombarded with all sorts of things that it it's almost like we don't know how to feel safe anymore which of course then adds to the stress you have this this fear flight The uh, freeze uh, going on and and it's been going on for a good few years now the the burnout that just keep going keep going because I just have to survive I just have to keep going and and as you said it's it's how can we find a way to just find that safe space that space where we can be with ourselves, as, as Lenka mentioned, you know, we then look for other things, we we have our phones, we go on YouTube, we're watching one video after another, the funny, the cat ones, the dog ones, elephant ones, whatever, we're learning, we're reading a lot, we go on to Netflix or Disney, and we just constantly having stuff thrown at us, essentially, and, you know, the food, and the the alcohol, and anything else, so that we don't have to almost trust that our emotions are going to be okay or um, almost trust I'm in my own home I'm safe because we don't trust that and I think that that is something that you really touched on is this this feeling safe is majority of people don't feel safe even in their own homes and it's not from intruders coming in it's just from this bombardment of stuff that we've been thrown with that how do we feel safe again? And and I think that's so important is that this is something that you offer, you know, the people that you work with is the safe space, is to start to create these safe spaces. And it might even be worth it for our listeners to find a way to start to create their own safe space because we do need to feel safe somewhere. Where You know, within ourselves, we do need to feel safe. So that was... The, that really resonated with me is this, this feeling safe and, and um, having that knowing that it's okay to be in that moment, to have those tears, to embrace the joy, you know, have that sheer happiness or sheer joy or the sadness, even the guilt and the shame. I know that uh, Brené Brown talks about that a lot is, all these emotions, it's okay to have them and to process them. and I think that is almost like a start on on the journey. It's, it's helping us to help ourselves as, as, as I said in the beginning. it's our bodies are amazing and our minds are amazing, our emotions are amazing. Let's use them. Let's help ourselves uh,
2: yeah, and, and you know you've touched on it. Where do we feel safe? And after my yoga classes, I always read a quote. And this morning I read, you know, love your body. It's the most amazing place to be. You live in your body, for goodness sake. Why would it ever take you to a place of harm? It's, a, you know, what was it Hippocrates said? The greatest medicine is to teach people to not have medicine. You know, we're trying to block and sticky plaster over everything. And that's why working with children is the most amazing parenting tool. Because if children learn this process, and that's why it's our mission to get into schools, they they don't need all the science, they don't need all the questions, they just know they've got a bucket full of stress and this is how you let it go. And in between all that, we learn to love our bucket. And we love our bucket by doing exercise. We love our bucket by going into nature or being kind to somebody else or showing gratitude and all the other well-being things that we can do. But if we trust, learn to trust, and that is very much integral. That is why the education in our program is so key. You know, one quick thing here I haven't touched on is there's plenty of science around energy. And we're all energy. We're all vibration, aren't we? And energy gets blocked. Anyone that does yoga that might be listening to this will know about chakras. People might not do yoga, but they know about chakras. And we know when our chakras get blocked because we're not as open and grounded and all the rest of it. Haven't got the love in our heart. We can't communicate. We feel blocked. It's energy. And so our process is simply unblocking the blocked energy. Letting go of what the body does not want to hold, but is held and undischarged from past stress and trauma. And coming back to something you said right at the beginning. Don't wait till the bucket gets full. Prevention is better than cure. When I had a lady, she was a school teacher years ago in one of my early groups. I remember her saying. Well. If you think you feel good, you don't know how much better you can feel. And that's the bottom line. We don't know because we've all got something in there. And there's only one way to release it. And you have the magic power to unlock. Turn on that tap and turn it off and then turn it back on again and have a tool for life.
0: And I wish we had more time and we had another hour so we could go into the energy and the vibration and all of this because it's such an interesting part of this conversation to really realize that going back to the research in quantum physics that we are all just an energy and we all and every item around us and every person around us every part of our body it's just a vibration and we can work with this energy and see how we relate to it but that's probably a conversation for another topic for another day but I also love that you mentioned that you want to work with children. And I think it's so key, obviously, work with children, educate the parents and the teachers. Because my biggest challenge that I've realized now, it's that we are always taught to listen to others. We're, since we are born, listen to the parents, listen to your older siblings, listen to your teachers, listen to your doctors, listen to your bosses, listen to the experts. And we are not used to listening to ourselves. And we cannot get into this healing journey when we really don't know how to listen to ourselves and when we don't know how to go within to allow all these things to come out. So I'm so glad that you kind of touched on be the children and starting with the schools and allowing them. Almost, I think it's the allowance and the empowerment that they have within we have within all the answers all the tools everything we are complex system we're holistically perfect and yet through the lives through our culture education um we are detaching ourselves from ourselves so i'm absolutely grateful for you mentioning this point of bringing in the listening into this conversation
2: and and children are important And why is this program important for children? Because they break the chains very quickly. Children heal very quickly because they haven't got a bucket load of stuff that's accumulated over life. Some children have worse traumas than others. However, when we break the chains, they don't take their childhood trauma into their adult life. And adults are messed up because of their childhood trauma. And... You you know, you're right, and we've touched on it a couple of times. We are who we are today because of the influences, you know, in prison. You've got angry men, but anger's all they knew. They were raised by angry parents, and they thought this was a the norm. They're raised by parents that abuse physically, mentally. They don't, a lot of them, don't know any different, and yet, The joy of seeing them release the root cause of that and have them turn into calm, comfortable, good to be around human beings, because we're all human beings. You know, that's a great thing for society. So, yes, it starts with children and that's our mission now to get into schools.
0: Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us. I think that. This is such an important conversation to have, and it might sound a little bit complicated because we did touch on lots of things. We went from, you know, the body, the mind, emotions, the listening, the release. There have been lots of modalities touched on that can help us and everything, and it feels like sometimes a very overwhelming thing to figure out where we can start. And I really hope that this conversation has helped people to find a little bit of an easy way in and gave them some insight. And I wanted to ask you one last question before we wrap up. And that's is there something else? Is there are one piece of advice that you would really love to share with our listeners? Something that you know you were hoping to share when you joined on our podcast or through the conversation that came out, as this is the one key message if you Take this to heart. If you implement it, if you think about it, then this is the right place to start. Do you have something like that to share with our listeners?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, my my passion now is that everybody deserves to know what their body can do. So we're, we have a choice, right? And we can choose to ignore it and keep spiraling down. Or we can wait until things get so bad. The joy of a podcast that you're doing is... You can listen again and again. You can take it in bite-sized chunks and explore an issue. But when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel anxious, you know, ground yourself through your breath. Your breath is the most powerful tool that you're aware of that you have. Your breath keeps you alive, and your breath is bringing in that new energy into your body. And so... Ground with your breath. You can sit with your back against the wall, sitting in a chair. You can bring hand to heart, hand to your abdomen, close your eyes, breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth. And do that several times until you start to become present. Because through the breath, there's no past, there's no future. It's just being in the now and being in the now. Putting all that other stuff to one side is very grounding. And where we all try to be, where we can aspire to be, all the time. But that's very challenging when you've got a head full of chatter. It's a good place to start.
0: It is a wonderful place to start. And... We actually had, I think it will be almost a year now, a guest talking about breath work. And it is, until today, the most popular episode that we've ever done. People do come back to it on a regular basis. There is a little bit of a mindful breathing exercise in there, Very simple. So if anyone feels that they would like to give it a try and they are still unsure where to start, we will link the episode in the show notes. You can go there, listen. And in this episode, we talk a lot more in-depth specifically about breathwork. But thank you so much, Caroline, for being here, for talking so openly and sharing your knowledge and wisdom and advice. If someone found this information interesting and they were like, okay, it's a good start, I want to know more. Where is a good place for people to go to find you online, to find out more about what you do, how to work with you, learn from you connect with you
2: well thank you very much for that anybody is welcome to connect with me and you'll find a lot a wealth of information my website is dedicated to this process i can tell you everything about it and all the rest of it but i can't tell you your experience so put that aside Just find out more. You can have a conversation with me. You can book that online. My website is www.treuk.com.
0: That's perfect. We'll include the link in the show notes as well so people can easily find it. But once again, thank you so much for being here, Caroline. Thank you so much for sharing. And to our wonderful listeners,
1: thanks again for joining us. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed listening to our conversation, please share it with your friends and colleagues and don't forget to subscribe. We would love it if you could give us a five-star rating and write a short review.